Hey marketers, if you want to get the latest news, trends, and insights in marketing, advertising, and tech, check out the Adweek Podcast Network. Learn from leading voices across media and marketing with original shows like Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, Marketing Vanguard, and Tech Magic with Kathy Hackle. Start listening now by searching Adweek wherever you listen to podcasts. My dad works in B2B marketing. He came by my school for career day and said he was a big ROAS man. Then he told everyone how much he loved calculating his return on ad spend. My friends still laugh at me to this day. Not everyone gets B2B, but with LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people who do. Get $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash generate to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash generate. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. You're listening to Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, a show where we discuss trends, pop culture, and multicultural agency of the year. I am Luz Corona, your community editor at Adweek. Uh, joining me in the Marketing Vanguard podcast lounge at Brand Week is my co-host, Colin Daniels. What's Hello, up, how are you? Good, thank you. And you are familiar with podcasting because you have your own podcast. Yes, Young week. Influentials. Thank you for letting us crash the collab you all needed this week. The collab we all needed, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And um, I know that, you know, we, we've been doing a few recordings from Brand Week. This one is going to come out uh, just in time for our issue for Agency of the Year. And we are so excited to have Luis Montero, CEO of the Community Multicultural Agency Winner of the Year. Oh, thank you. Thanks yeah. so much for having me. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy to be here. Yes. Uh, I'm really ex- honored, by the way. It's a, it's, a big, <laughs> it's a big moment for us, the Multicultural Agency of the Year. So That's so great. You know, and I, I was reading up on you guys um, because your entry was phenomenal. Um, Tell us a little bit about some of the work that we may have seen that the community was behind. Sure. Um, You know, it's funny. It's like it's always tough to pick your favorite children, Uh, but I'll do my best and get get a couple of examples. (laughs) I know, right? That's always the case. Uh, You know, I think I'd start with the the Super Bowl spot that we did this year, which Mm -hmm. we're crazy proud of. Uh, And that's with our Netflix and General Motors uh, partnership. So Netflix is a client of ours. And, uh, you know, we were able to Worked with that partnership and and develop develop a campaign that was all about electrifying Hollywood, right, and adding electric vehicles into uh, a lot of the content for Netflix, uh, with Will Ferrell, which is always amazing. So but, funny. But it's one of those where it's not just two two big companies and brands coming together, but it's all of the different showrunners for all the Netflix shows and all the different brands under the GM label, right? right. All mixing into one spot. Uh, so it was having lots of clients, right? But it turned out great. So that was a. That's a big one for us. Yeah, that was a, that a was great a... spot. How did what did those like? Okay, so those are both your clients. What did those conversations look mm-hmm. like? Like, did you have to coordinate? Like, yeah. what did that look like? You know, it was it was not not easy. So actually, Netflix is our client, mm-hmm. uh, and they came to us with uh, with the brief, knowing that they were going to partner with an automaker. Gotcha. Uh, and so their their choice was GM in this, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, they had a different agency and a different crew. So us working with them was another layer, right, of making sure that we bring all this stuff together in a way that's 
that's compelling and and fun. But you know, it's a lot of a lot of meetings. You know, a lot of meetings. Yeah. Um, but uh, but it worked out great. Honestly, we're really proud of it. And you know, I think I think as we look back in the year, that was a big moment for us. Yeah, for uh, sure, for sure. Uh, you know, and some of the others, I guess I'd say the the Oreo work that we do is is work that we're always proud of. You know, under this sort of stay playful platform, uh, we've had just a ton of fun with that brand. I mean, from creating this Oreo vault in the middle of the pandemic in Norway. Uh, which was a lot of a lot of fun for us to you know the Oreo Thins Protection Program, which uh, was essentially you know developing these camouflage packs to help adults hide Oreos from their kids, me included, right? Uh, so that that was a lot of fun too. Um, you know, we do a lot of work with Diageo. Uh, we've launched a, a couple brands for them this year as well with. Uh, you know the the Smirnoff Ice relaunching the Smirnoff Ice work with Trevor Noah, uh, which was uh, was a blast, and uh, the Don Julio Rosado launch that we did, and that was in in Mexico, uh, with the Ukrainian director. Uh, you know she was amazing, uh, and one of the songs that we actually used as a soundtrack for that, we remixed a, a 1975 uh, Boney M song called Sunny with Connor Price. Uh, and just as a result of that campaign, that that song was downloaded, was streamed like 600,000 times within the first week. So it was wow. a really, really cool and, and fun launch, too. Yeah, uh, that's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, I'll keep going because I, I tell you, pick my favorite kids. I'm a, I'm a Latino family, so I got a lot of kids. Bring yeah. the kids I'll, in. I'll go, bring I'll them all there. in. I'll bring them all in. Uh, Verizon's a, a big client of ours mm-hmm. and has been for the last 10 years. And, you know, we did. We actually did a Super Bowl spot for them, which wasn't officially Super Bowl. It was right at the tail end. Um, but it was uh, called Coach to Coach, and, and it was a network brand spot for them that aired right after the Super Bowl. So that was cool earlier in the year. Uh, and we've done a lot of Hispanic work uh, throughout the throughout the year for both the wireless business on mobility as well as the wireline business with Fios. Uh, any work you've seen out there with uh, our friend Cristo from Ted Lasso, you know, that was fun. Oh, my uh, gosh, I didn't realize. Yeah, That's that guy. Great. Oh, my God, he's a hoop. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, and he's such a nice guy. Yeah, he's he seems like He's such a nice like guy. And he brings brings all the energy, you know, in, in a really cool way. Um, we're the agency of record for Volkswagen, so we've launched uh, helped launch the Atlas earlier this year. Uh, agency of record for Hispanic, of course, on the on the Volkswagen side. Um, and that spot was great, or that campaign was great. It was based on an insight, and I'm I come from a larger family, so being the smaller kid, you're always the younger kid. You're relegated to the back seat, mm-hmm. you know, of the car whenever you get in. Uh, and now with the Atlas, it's like a you know, more spacious, more luxurious, all of a sudden that becomes the cool spot to have in the car, you know? So wow. we were kind of like, you know, building on that inside and, and having the, the younger kid actually have his moment, our, our kid Mateo, yeah. uh, which was fun. Um, you know, and, I, and Walmart is the last one I'll say. So we've done a lot of work with Walmart. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, is uh, it's a new relationship for us. So we're now doing a lot of their multicultural work, um, all their Hispanic work in particular. So we have these cultural engagement work streams that you'll see out in the world that are out there now, back to school campaigns. So uh, really, you know, as I look back at the year, it runs from, you know, some mass market work to some multiculturally centric work to some Hispanic work. Uh, and blurring the lines in between, right? That's kind of kind of our thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, all great, great work. Yeah. We love all the kids. I could keep going. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm actually <laughs> curious like, about the when you're bringing up the Super Bowl ones, like how like how expedited do those usually have to be to get those spots and ads ready? Because I know the general yeah. timeline for like doing a regular ad is still a nice pace, but I feel like for Super Bowl it has to be pretty pretty quick. You know that one. That one's interesting because it took almost I mean I don't know 18 months. That process, because there were so many people involved in the partners and the planning, it's not that way for most spots. But I mean, I would say for Super Bowl work, you already you, you get that brief in June, the year prior, right? Wow. You start working. 
yeah. you start working. Mm -hmm. Between June and October is when you start seeing them, but as early as June for sure. It's See, I'm shocked because time. I really thought that rolled in around December or something. Like with right. the, that, yeah, with the celeb, because your celebs I, like don't I, really confirm yeah. until the end. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah. no, yeah, that I, I would have a lot more gray hair if yeah. uh, if that rolled around in, in December. You're right that it's always the negotiations with celebrities can be tricky, but um, that was such a high high profile that moment in the Super Bowl, so high profile that they work those. Those arrangements in sooner, yeah. for sure. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Nice. Well, yeah. it worked out in your favor. It was excellent. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, Appreciate that. So the community is all about being a creative partner for the new mainstream, quote unquote. So what does this mean? <laughs> yeah, no, that's, uh, listen, that's our thing, right? Uh, I think it's our sort of main push as an agency is to to help brands connect with that new mainstream today. It's essentially the the new America, right? That we all looking around the room here and it's it's who we are, it's how we live and uh, in reflecting that authentically, right? Um, I mean, we've all seen those charts, right? Especially from a, from a cultural place of, oh, by 2050, by 2044, the U.S. is going to be minority white. The reality is that age groups 30 and under are already minority white. I mean, one in two babies born today in the U.S. are already multicultural, you know? The fastest growing group in the U.S. is multiracial, right? From a population standpoint. So this is a new market, Right? And helping brands connect with what, you know, is essentially an emerging majority, right? That's already here in certain ways and, and quickly taking over, right? The larger, the larger mass market conversation is such an interesting place, right? It's such an interesting dynamic to, to help brands think through how do you navigate it, how do you connect with consumers that way, how should we shift our marketing practices in order to drive that connection in a deeper and more relevant way. Um, so that's our that's our focus, right? Um, which is why when I was saying earlier, you see sort of mass market work that for us is always inherently culturally driven, right? Um, and then the multicultural stuff and the Hispanic stuff, um, all of those lines continue to blur in this new mainstream conversation, right? Uh, and that's, a, that's just a, a place we love to be in. Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. My dad works in B2B marketing. But I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash generate to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash generate. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be to be.
Um, no, that's great. And then, you know, we've been talking to a few of the marketers here at the event about myths about the Latinx audience that marketers should know about. I think the community is like most likely very well versed in this. Like what is a, a myth about the Latinx audience that everyone should know about? Mm, a myth. You know, there's so many, I think, you know, I, I think it's just, you know, even looking at me, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I was joking around earlier because I get, I don't get, I, I say my name Luis and they, people inherently just keep calling me Luis, you know, like right. they look at me and they, they can't, they don't think that I'm Latino, you know, I'm half Cuban, half Spanish, I'm, you know, first generation here in the U.S., but I think we just, we, we sort of uh, project or, or place, you know, these, um, these labels on each other that I think are, are always a challenge. When you say, whenever anybody says, we want you to help us do some work to connect with the Hispanic audience, my first question is always, who, who are you talking about? Like, let's have that conversation, right? Because it isn't a monolithic approach. It isn't a one-size-fits-all. It's really fluid and diverse, right? Um, so I think that's one, is that just by saying this one thing doesn't mean that, you know, you're really capturing the people that you're trying to connect with. Being, staying open around cultural identity and understanding how people self-identify versus the labels and, you know, demographic sort of segments we've placed on folks over the years as a marketing industry, uh, I think is a, a big, a big one for me, you know? So true. Cause I think even the three of us sitting on this couch right now, like we have different, different backgrounds. We're all part sure. of the same community, but kind of like very different parts of it, Colin. Yeah. Like I feel like a lot of times people are like, oh yeah. Like they think of like when people say Latinx, they'll think of like, oh, a typical like brown. And they're like, you all do know there's like Afro and there's yes. other and part of the spectrums. Or like I have a friend who's like blonde hair, blue eyes. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, like uh, just a regular like white girl. And she's like, I'm actually from Argentina. Yep, yep, <laughs> and so I feel like, lighter. yeah, yes. a lot of times whenever marketers are doing stuff, they just have this one image and they're being like, oh, every oh, just one in the same, yeah. like did it. And it's yeah. like, no, there's like. Everybody look, it looks different. It's not like a one and done, a one size fits all. Like you can't just create marketing for just like a blanket type campaign. Totally, totally. We actually have a uh, have a, a research approach that we use a lot called hyphen, and it's exactly that. It's like shifting the mentality from sort of a singular hyphen sense of identity, which is Hispanic hyphen American, to a multi hyphenate reality. Right where I'm, there are several subcultures and cultures that I identify with uh, that make up my identity. Right. Um, and yes, being Latino is one of them, but it's not the only one. And sometimes it's, it's not the primary identifier. It depends on the context, right? right? So that shift to like understanding my many hyphens is something that's so important and we talk about all the time. So that's, that's a big one for me. We always try and demystify that, that yeah. it's, it's not this, it's this, right? It's, it's you, it's you, it's me. It's, it's so colorful and dynamic, you know? Um, diving into that kind of head first is always a big one for me. Yeah, I love that way you just said multi-hyphenated. It's so true because we're mm -hmm. more than just, you know, what people see. You know, there's a lot of different layers to the audience. Totally. Um, so, you know, the community prides itself on doing culturally honest work, you know, using creativity to move brands and businesses forward, right? Mm -hmm. So what would you say is the, the secret sauce here to ensure that the work is honest and compelling? Sure. I mean, I, I think this is, that's a bit of our, our superpower, I'd say, is, is just authenticity in general. Uh, and when we say culturally honest, that's, that's what we mean, right? Is, is helping, helping brands stay true to who they are, right? Um, because everyone's always, the, the market is moving so quickly and shifting all the time. I think the inclination is to shift along with it. Um, and there are certain things you have to do to shift along with it, but you have to stay true and honest to yourself, right? Uh, and I think that's always the temptation is let's say this and let's do that and let's, but consumers are looking for authenticity. They're looking to cut through the BS, you know? 
So helping brands stay culturally honest about themselves, helping them understand authentically the consumers they're trying to reach. The conversation we just had about hyphen is one of them, right? Um, and helping them really navigate in an honest way the cultural landscape that we all live in. Uh, again, it's it, you can make missteps so easily. Uh, and so making sure that the ideas we generate are coming from a culturally honest place, but are also compelling. I mean, that is a, that is a difficult challenge, right? And I think we all as marketers and all my agency, agency peers would agree um, that staying authentic and breakthrough in today's market is, is difficult to do. Um, but that's our, that's our mission, right? And that's, we always say that we're about growing brand communities uh, through culturally honest and breakthrough creative work. Right. And I think the best way to do that, too, is like bring the Latinx, bring those creators into the room with you when you're creating the marketing. So I feel like a lot of times they'll want to be like, oh, yeah, we want to do this for Mexican Independence Day or X, Y and Z. And like nobody in the room is re like representative of and they're like, oh, we don't know why this didn't work or yeah. this didn't land or <laughs> we want to celebrate like this, this and this. And it's like bring the creatives into the room and the people into the room. Like you can't reach an audience that you don't have anybody in there that represents it. And that's a big part of it too, right? And I think we we strive, you know, the best we can. And listen, we're we're not perfect, but we do we do what we can to better reflect the world we're serving, right, and the market that we're serving. Because for that reason, exactly, like you need those perspectives in the room. You you need that sort of fluidity of identity to to challenge, to build, to keep it real and honest. You know, um, so that's the other side of that. I'd say is is making sure we have the folks having the right discussions and the right debates to get to the work that reflects that reality, right? Yeah. That's key. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, in, in discussing talent, you, you're, you know, the community has 33 different nationalities in the office. So how do you ensure there's an environment of collaboration and celebration versus tokenism? Because there's, there's, you know, a, a little fine line there. Yeah. Yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting question. You know, it's funny because I think our our diversity and that, you know, complexity of backgrounds is kind of what makes us, is what fuels us, you know? So it's so natural to who we are, you know, gotcha. uh, that it just, you know, I would say the most the most contentious period that I can even think of with, with regard to our 33 nationalities is when the World Cup comes around, oh. you know? <laughs> and everyone's like cheering for their team and pushing back. You know, that, that's that's really it. But it's, you know, in, in our day-to-day, -day, I mean, that's exactly what we were just talking about. It's like it's it's that sort of, you know, coming at it from different perspectives and, and embracing that because that is the new mainstream, you know? Right. Um, so it's just a very natural part of our process, I'd say. So I, you know, listen, I, again, we, we probably make, and sure we do, make missteps in, in how, we, how we're trying to, you know, make sure that we, we respect and include all the different nationalities in different ways. Uh, but for the most part, it's pretty organic, I'd say, to, to just how we do things yeah. at the agency. Yeah, absolutely. So in discussing, you know, company culture, I want to lean into that a little bit. So the industry benchmark for retention rate is about 70%. That's what most companies report. The community is pretty consistently been above that, that percentage. I'm not going to give the number, but it's significantly mm -hmm. higher than that. So what do you think are the major attributing mm -hmm. factors here? It seems like everyone mm -hmm. feels very encouraged to be the, their true self. There. Yeah. No, listen, we're, we're very lucky, I think. You know, we're very fortunate that, you know, and it's, it's interesting because culture is so important to everything we do and to driving the work that we're most proud of and um, just advertising in general, right? It's, a, it's an industry where you're, you're in it together a lot, you know? So, so bringing in the right people, building the right culture is key to success there, I think. Um, and, you know, we, we, we really have been fortunate to have established a culture where people 
can bring their full self. At least I hope they can every day. And um, and I think we we kind of we build on each other. We challenge each other. We're there for each other. You know, it's um, it, it is you know uh, kind of cliche, but a bit of a family. And I think the notion of community and the way the the two brothers Jose and Joaquin, who started the agency years ago, um, that was a big part of their of their goal and their aspiration is to create a culture that felt like a community, right? Um, and so we preserve that the best way we can, and, and we've been fortunate to, to have those, you know, retention stay quite high. Um, I think we also do quite a bit to promote from within, uh, to give people opportunities to, you know, it's kind of funny, and I'll go off on a, a tangent, but um, Real Madrid is my soccer team, uh, and, I, and I'm a big, passionate fan of, of, them, of theirs. Uh, Barcelona is their, their competitor, right? Uh, and Barcelona has this really great training program where they keep all their players um, from age six all the way to the first team. They train them in the academy system, and then they all have spots on the first team, right? Uh, Messi, Xavi, Busquets, all those people that everybody knows kind of came through the system. Real Madrid has a similar system, um, but then they, they go all the way through the system, and then at the very end, they're sold to other teams because Real Madrid buys the best players in the market in the moment and brings them together. Um, again, I shouldn't be, you know, I love the team, right? Uh, but what's interesting about it is we're, we're kind of like, you know, and, and I hope none of my Real Madrid fans are hearing this, um, or, or peers, that the Barcelona system is what we try and do more often than not, right? Is to, to train people in the system, give them more opportunities, you know, help them grow throughout the community so that we keep, we keep creating those moments from within to, to help elevate and grow our talent. Because I feel like it's in those moments where a lot of teams and companies are like, oh, we don't know why our turnover is so high or whatnot. It's like, are you training? Are you giving those opportunities to your team that's currently there instead of constantly just like outsourcing and looking for other people like... A lot of times within your company, you have people there who are ready to take on more responsibility, ready to do more, but you have to kind of make that make that room and make the pathway for them to do so. You totally do, right? And it's a, it's a combo. Like there's, of course, opportunities to bring in people from the outside. We do that quite a bit too, especially as you grow and scale. Uh, and always getting people who are like, you know, culture adds more than fit in that way to continue to grow us and challenge us. But, um, you know, we do a lot of that, a lot of that growth from within, which I think contributes to the culture. I hope it does. Uh, you know, and I think that's what we've really benefited from is yeah. people feeling, you know, feeling like they're part of something. Right. You know? I think that's so amazing. You guys looked at a soccer team and kind of like, I mean, I know you didn't <laughs> right. do that intentionally, but honestly, there is like, the, it, it's working for you guys. You guys have a high retention rate. So uh, I think it's working. Oh. Yeah, no, thank you. We're, you know, we're, we're certainly happy about it. And I mean, I'd love, there, there's so much, so many great people at the community and uh, I'd love to see them grow with us. I, I'd love to hold on to as many as we can and keep growing and, and everything. So, um, so anyway, that's a, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it shows because, you know, you do great work and you hire great people. So your ECD was on our Creative 100 list last year. What do you look for when it comes to talent? Yeah, good question. I, so Lucas Bonani, who was on the list, he's amazing. Uh, and actually, Frank Cartagena was on the list the, the year before, who's one of our other ECs, our CCO in, in New York. Uh, they're both super talented creatives. But what's what's really special about them is that they're great humans, too. You know, and that that combination is something we look for in everybody, right? In our leaders and in how we grow our talent, uh, making sure there's a good balance there, right? Yes, of course, we need very vertically specialized people who are super good at their craft, right? Um, but they have to be collaborative, you know? They, they, have to, they have to care, they have to be, you know, good from a humanity standpoint because that drives retention too, right? Because those are the kinds of people that are gonna grow uh, folks under them, they're gonna mentor, they're gonna sponsor, they're gonna create the right environment for more opportunities. Um, so that's a big part of it. 
Uh, and then the other thing I'd say is um, is a sort of relentless obsession with getting to the right idea. You know, is something that's core to us, uh, and it's always been. Um, it, our, our founder, one of our co-founders, Joaquin Moya, uh, he has this anecdote, which I think is pretty pretty special. That he, he talks about getting to the right idea is like climbing a staircase, right? Uh, and you're just you're taking one step at a time, and you keep climbing and keep climbing, and keep climbing until one day one step turns into a trampoline, and you just catapult yourself into this space that is like, wow, that's it. You know, so chasing that trampoline and the staircase to a right idea um, is something that is is important for us when we look for talent. Like, are you going to be there for that? Are you coming to go on that mission with us to stay like obsessed about? Let's get there together. You yeah. know, yeah. not settle, not compromise. Let's let's do the right thing by the idea, um, and that's a that's a special trait I think, and something that we look for. Yeah. In our talent, for sure. Well, it's showing because you guys yeah. are doing amazing work. <laughs> you did it, Joe. You did it. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> well, um, I mean, this has been amazing. Anything uh, that – what's next for you guys? I mean, obviously, I hope you're celebrating your Multicultural Agency uh, of the Year win. Um, and what's what's next for the community? You know, we're, we're celebrating quietly for now because yes. we, can't share the, we can't share the news. But, um, you know, I, I, think, uh, I think there's a lot – I mean, how long do you have? There's a lot next, I hope, you know. <laughs> Uh, you know, as I, as I look at just the conversation around the new mainstream, I mean, that is, it, it's such a, uh, such a big one, you know, it's happening now, it's continuing to unfold, it's constantly coming with new challenges, new opportunities, and uh, in helping sort of our industry drive sort of universal recognition of that, that we're here already, right? Uh, and brands, you know, let's behave differently, let's connect differently, let's figure out how to, how to just shift everything we've been doing for years and years to better connect with this new reality. Um, that's a big mission for us, you know, and that's, that's definitely one of the things that are, that's next, you know. Uh, I think also just integrating, integrating data and media and technology and a lot of the solutions that we create for our clients, pushing ourselves in that way is a huge opportunity too. Um, I mean, thinking back to we, we as an agency, you know, we, we actually have gone through a couple of acquisitions over the years and always in search of expanding our capabilities. Um, first with Sapient uh, Nitro years ago, getting this depth and breadth of technology that started to embed and shape, shape the way we're coming up with solutions, um, to being part of Publicis ultimately that, you know, has expanded sort of our possibility with infrastructure and access to different areas of specialty and all that. Um, all of those things kind of coming together and continuing to, to to push ourselves to expand our capabilities that way is something that's uh, another big challenge for us. But uh, we are definitely going to enjoy and celebrate our Multicultural Agency of the Year. It's a huge honor for us and uh, really grateful for that. And and I think also use it as use it as a bit of a of a platform to continue to drive you know awareness and recognition around this culturally driven America that you know is so interesting, you know, and it's like, how do I just want to make sure that we're doing our part in helping brands connect with it. You know, that's kind of a big, a big thing for me. Yeah. You're connecting with the new mainstream. I love it. That's great. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, thank you, Luis, for joining us. Thank you, my dear Colin. It's been a party. Honestly, yeah, to be just here. so great. Yeah. <laughs> Happy to be and, in the room. <laughs> and thank Happy you, listeners. You. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, listeners, for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and ACAST Creator Network. This podcast was produced by me, Al Manorino, executive produced by Chris Ahrens and John Heil, and edited by Lane McGivney at Boutwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all of Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. 
Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcast. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. Thanks for listening. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan.